0: All right, and we're back with Top Bins of Twins. Hello everyone. We are back for a round 2 of sorts. <laughs> Intro number 2. We had a couple little audio issues thanks to Paul, and now we're nah, now we're ready to roll. It is no one specific person's fault. We are a team here Top Bins of Twins. This is fair. So we This is fair, but we have to have our voice sound nice and crisp and beautiful for the listeners, right? Yeah, only the best for our listeners. Only the best. Only the best. Which is why we were only the worst in the previous game week. Yeah, we were bad. We were both terrible. We both had terrible weeks. Paul. But everybody did. I think you had a game week of 37 points. I had a game week of 30. No, you had a 35. Excuse me. You can round up if you want. And I had a game week of 36 points. So an average, 39 points. Terrible week all around for everyone. Um, Paul, you want to tell us where your points were coming from? Um. Yeah, so looking at my team, basically it was a shit show, <laughs> and there weren't many points anywhere. But my main contributors were Sala, who I almost captained, and if I would have captained him, then I would have had a pretty big green arrow this week. Instead, so I captained Holland, who got me two points, so four with the captaincy. And besides that, I mean, you see a lot of twos, a lot of fours. I got a Matoma assist. And that's it for contributions. And then there's really not much going on with that team. I had a game week rank of seven point five million. Just absolutely tore it up this week. Yes, you did. You you were amazing this week. And I was even better by one point this week. So yeah. I, I, I struggled as well. I had on a heater. I, yeah. I had two go three goal contributions across my team. I had mm. Trent with the assist. Matoma with the assist off of um, McAllister's stomach somehow. I I don't even know what happened with that. One of the weirdest goals I've seen. And then Salah with his um, penalty and then the bonus points as well. So all around a terrible week. Sully Marsh got hurt, a stooping in on zero. Holland Mm -hmm. blinks as a captain with an XG of 1.37 against Leeds that you fully expect him to... Get a goal, two, three, four. I mean, the possibilities were endless. I think if he gets that first, gets if one to go in early on. Yeah. Um, and then I had Tati, um, the Wolves defender, with a solid fourteen pointer on my bench, um, <laughs> oh, that's and a that just ass, completely it? would have changed my week. And the painful, even more painful part is I had Grealish in my team, and then I had Jota sub on. So, you got to be careful about that bench <laughs> how you organize it. Yeah, dude, your your team is um you need to call in the med staff and you need to pay them a little extra and have them take care of your players. I wish as long as it's not Dortmund staff, I'll be okay oh, with good it. Oh my god, yeah, avoid them. Avoid them at all costs. No kidding. Under no, no situation kidding. should you bring them in. Um, but I think something else that we kind of want to bring up here in the intro as well is just how crazy of a game week it really was, Mm -hmm. right? So from the top 10 scores from the week, the highest ownership from any one of those top 10 players was 5% with James Ward-Prowse. And then you have McNeil with a 21-pointer in the top score of the week. Absolutely insane. With 0.3% ownership. And then you have William, and then Carney below him at second and third. Both, you know, William fifteen, Carney at fourteen points for the week. But so William's ownership was point three percent. Carney's ownership is point zero percent. That's unbelievable. Ah, <laughs> it's great. Oh, the rank gains that you would have seen if you would have had all five of the top scores, just ridiculous. It would, Oh wow, crazy. I haven't looked at the top team of the week, but I'm sure they okay, I have it pulled up right here, Luke. So this guy had Ramsdell at ten, Trent was seven. Dan Burn with 0, Pedro Poro with 12, Sala with 10, Gundo with 11, Ben Rama with 11, Dish with 1, Ward-Prowse with 13, Kane with 8, and Hazes with 2. And the crazy thing about that is, like, that's not even, like, like, there's a lot of points you left out there, too, because he had yeah, people exactly. dropping zero. Like, that mm-hmm. just shows you what the game week is. So if you're out there, guys, don't feel too bad about it. Sometimes we just have weeks like this in, in FPL. And it's extremely hard to manage for it because everyone that we've been counting on throughout the season did not perform. The majority of them just blinked straight up. So when this happens, you just have to accept it and move on. (laughs) You know, and don't let it impact you too much. Exactly, exactly. Move on to the next week, as they always say in basketball. Next play. You know, you just if you have a short memory, the better off you're going to be. You know, yeah. remember the lessons, but don't let it impact your decision making. What is it, Ted Lasso says, Luke? Be a goldfish. Be a goldfish, yeah. Sam. Be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. <laughs> yes, sir, Steve Kerr. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, that'll do it for this segment. I think we're going to come back to some differentials for the remaining three game weeks, some captaincy options, and then maybe some differential captaincy options as well. So we'll be right back. All right. You know we'll, we'll work we'll workshop, it. we'll workshop diamond it. Diamond differentials. I All think right. it's a little close to diamond Dog, so right. um, I don't yeah. know about that yeah. copyright infringement. Yeah. So we got to be I careful. Don't, I don't think it's there. I, I don't think it's there. But Luke, let's go ahead and you, you get the ball rolling. Who's your first differential you want to throw out for this for this for this remaining schedule we have? My first differential of the week is none other than Joe Willick. Oh, the reason I say Joe Willock, right? If you look at the underlying data behind Newcastle attackers, mm-hmm. Callum Wilson has really good underlying numbers, but his minutes played are a massive red flag, right? And, yes, you absolutely. Know, there was that match against Southampton where he came on and secured an xG of two point three seven in forty five minutes ridiculous that's insane and you know playing against Leeds, it's going to be kind of similar for them as that southampton match was so even if he gets 45 minutes he might be an amazing option you know say over the span of the double he gets 135 he could have an xg of you know 2.5 3 4 who yeah. knows right he's always seems to be in good positions but counterintuitively I think Willick might be a better choice because at this point, I feel like everyone's looking for differential options. They're looking for people who have low ownership with high potential. And over the last, let's see, five weeks, I mean, his X, sorry, the last four weeks, his XGI has not been below 0.3, right? Um, He has two assists over the last four matches, which you love to see. And they also they play leads at home. That could be a serious thrashing. Yeah. You know, that I think they're gonna come out and want to really put in a good performance after how they played against Arsenal. And they're gonna need to in order to compete for those champion league spots. Mm -hmm. So I think Joe Willock offered and he passes his eye test as well. Whenever you watch him play, the way he carries the ball, he's very creative with the ball under his feet. Didn't he have one go off the post early against Arsenal? That was Murphy. Yeah, he bit and cut back in on the left and then hit the post. Okay. And I don't know. I just, for me, he passes the statistical analysis to a certain point of where, you know, he qualifies as far as I see. And then two, I really, I think he passes the eye test for me as well. So that's a really good differential. I think, you know, they have a double game week and I think the owners should probably be checking him out to see if, you know, that he fits what they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's a really good shout there, Luke. I, I appreciate you sharing that information. So, I'm gonna go with this one's. It's a little bit more straightforward of a di- differential, but I think something everybody should consider, and that's gonna be Julian Alvarez. Okay, go ahead. Why do you say that? I mean, we know the fixture congestion can can congestion congestion <laughs> uh, congestion of the mouth I have a conjecture, sir. <laughs> No. Uh, we don't want judges here, please. <laughs> hey. We're lawyers. What? No, we accept lawyers, Haley. We do. We, we do. Right? Come but on, Luke. I, I don't, I don't, don't want you. To, I don't want you to be a claim claiming to be a lawyer. If you're I never claimed actually. that. What do you, I don't what know. What the hell are that's, you saying? That's, you're, that's, that's okay, a you're, of you're pissing me off. Please be quiet. Uh. All right. Anyways, Julian Alvarez. He is going to be an awesome op- option. I think down the last three game, four games for City because they have a double in thirty seven. He's going to get a ton of minutes. He's going to have opportunities to play. He he did not play against Real Madrid on Tuesday, so he playing Everton this weekend. He's going to be in high demand. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you see Holland sit and if he starts. So I mean I, I think and if you mm-hmm. look at like his stats, I mean he has in 34 he had a 12 pointer in 29 he had a 10 pointer, he had a 11 pointer in 25. Like he has the ability to score a lot of goals and being the figurehead spear, the spear of the attack for city. Right. I mean, he, they're going to create chances, especially against Everton. I mean, Everton had a great weekend last weekend, but I mean, City's just a different animal than Brighton on a really bad day. No, they, I completely agree with that. You know, it's just, it's different levels, you know, um, as everyone kind of points yeah. to usually. And but. So the good thing about Alvarez too, is that he has Everton and then Chelsea and Brighton. And I mean, I, I Honestly, I could see the Chelsea game. They could drop three or four on them, and then against Brighton, I, f- I could see that being like a five to four match. Yeah, like there's yeah. just going to be a ton mm-hmm. of goals. I think over the next three weeks for City, so I, let's take a take a little bit of a game nice, nice little punt on him. Yeah, I like that. I think he he's so creative on the ball, but he as we also saw against Fulham, he I mean he he hits the ball extremely well. You know, oh, if, yeah. he, if he gets into those little half spaces between the lines, seeing how creative he can be there is, I mean, he's not KDB, no one's KDB, yeah. but his ability to create, make runs off the ball, a stretch the defense. I mean, he, it, there's a reason why he's playing now for city. He's, he's an extreme talent and I, you know, he's a good differential shout. So I think yeah. that's really, I mean, good. I think his ownership's only 3.4%. So, I mean, that's, it's not yeah, much. That is there. good. Uh, very good. All right, Luke, what are you? Who's your next target? My next differential that I'm going to shout out is none other than Phil Foden. Mm. Right. And you might look at his numbers and say, Luke, he's 8.4% owned. That's not a true differential. But I disagree in the way that I think a lot of the ownership comes from players who were early on owning him. Mm -hmm. And what they did is they stopped playing the game, stopped playing FPL. And now his ownership is really high when in all reality, his actual ownership, I would have to wager is probably below, you know, two or 3% if that, if you looked in, look at his transferred in from the week, he has been transferred in just a mere 4,756 times at this point. That's, I mean, that's huge differential potential in my eyes, right? No one's going after him. No one's talking about him. And with City having the second leg against Real coming up, I really expect to see Pep rotate his players a lot. I think Grealish is so important to what they're doing right now. The way he carries the ball, stretches defenses, and then interplays with Holland. I think he's gonna get a rest. Yeah. Wouldn't be shocked to get to see Holland get a rest. So no, I, that, I said earlier I agree. Yeah, I think that you know that's that's a huge opportunity right there. If you transfer Holland out and bring in a player who gets goal contribution or multiple goal contributions, then that, that is a great, great opportunity there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But back to Foden, right? I think playing on the left wing, he has not looked that great since he's been back. Um, He, he seems almost a little timid at times, which is not exactly what you want to be seeing from your differential option. But I see with them playing um, Everton next. I think Everton's going to pack it in. I think he's going to have space to create. And, you know, if, if nothing else, I expect at least an assist from him. Um, and we can see how creative he can be on the ball. He's, I mean, he's a genius with the ball at his feet. The way he can create, facilitate, all of those things, you just, I mean, it's, it's so impressive. So yeah. I think he's, he's a great, great thing for people to look at for a speculative differential. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like Man City's like a like the Avengers or Justice League. It's like you knock out Thor, and then there's yeah three other just absolutely overpowered heroes. You know, like it's it's absolutely insane what what City's done. It's crazy. So hopefully, they can pull it out against Riel. If Fingers you, crossed. If you can't tell. We saw Guardians of the Galaxy last night oh. <laughs> with the references that Paul just made. And I have to say, great film. Not going to spoil it. Go check it out. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I think a lot of us have been burned out by the Marvel mm-hmm. just, I don't know, Fatigue. just it's overwhelmingness fatigued. of how many how much content they're putting out. But this one was a very good standalone. I mean, it's not even standalone, but it felt like if this was a movie separate of Marvel, I would 100% enjoy it as a movie yeah. by itself. That's a good way to phrase it. So, Luke, on the theme of the megalith City, I have another differential. From another, City? From City. Oh, I'm intrigued. And it's going to be Mares. Okay, what is his ownership right now? So his ownership's 5.2%. So I think he's he's even lower than, than Foden's. But, I mean, I, I think the point that both of us are making kind of applies to all these players we've talked about. The City have a great last four games. They have a double, which is... FPL owners we love to see that. And the teams they play like Everton goals, Chelsea goals, Brighton goals. Who's the last one? Brentford. There's going to be goals in that game too. So I mean and if you look at Morris's stats, he had he had a 5-pointer against Fulham with one assist. He had a 6-pointer against West Ham with one assist, two assists against Leeds. And we know for a fact with the Pep Roulette, you never know what's going to happen, but The trend has said that Pep likes to play more against teams that are going to pack it in and play deep. Yeah, because of his creativity, how wide he plays. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be those fucking bums from Everton. And they're just going to pack it in and see what happens. And uh, honestly, I would love, just for the title race, because of the discussion we had last week and kind of what I hope happens. I would love if Everton just packs it in, packs it in and then breaks get them get some on the counter and if everton can pull off a win in this game that would be so much fun for the title picture but the thing about that as well is city can drop those points and then still and they could still yep still win the league right it's mm-hmm. just it makes everything 10 times more interesting and you would have to think at that point city say okay we have three more matches left in the premier league we're going to go full out make sure we easily win these matches we have left. Yes. And that would be amazing for us FPL owners as well, because we know that Pep is going to be starting this specific 11 that he has clearly stated that, as we all know, the team he put out for Real, that is his favorite starting 11 right now. It is. It is. Um, And that's kind of a thing, too, is as FPL owners, obviously we've been hammering the point of Man City. But if they end up losing – one of these games against Everton, like if they, if they were to lose this weekend, that's going to adjust everything we've said, because like Luke said, he's going to ride that starting 11 that he loves the most, but if they win it gives him a little more breathing room. So we'll have to see what happens with that. So just keep an eye out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I like that. Um, so my next, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. You said Morris. Yep. Um, okay. The next differential that I think I'm going to recommend is someone from um so Nottingham Forest. Sorry, my my brain's going every That's which okay. direction it's here okay. right now. So Nottingham Forest over the past game week they had an expected goals against of three point three one. Right? Mm-hmm. And they conceded three goals to Southampton. Not good, everybody. This Not week good at all forced play Chelsea. Right. Uh oh, don't say it. I'm gonna say that if you want to take a massive, massive punt, it might be. I mean, good luck predicting the starting eleven. I have no idea who Frank's gonna throw out there, you know. Or Captain America is just wasting away on the bench, and it sounds like he might be going to Syria. So who who knows? You know, that's not. Let's not dive into that. Don't make me cry in this podcast. Yeah, viewers (laughs) don't want that. I don't want that. Let's let's keep it moving, okay? Yeah, um, so maybe, so as a team as a whole, maybe Chelsea something to look at for the week. Um, but conversely, I wanted to say that someone that I think is a very possible differential as well is Southampton attackers. Because they're playing Fulham in game week 36. Fulham mm-hmm. allowed an XG of 2.83 against them. And they were playing Leicester of all teams, right? Leicester, not the best team. Sometimes they look good attacking, but... Yeah, you know, I don't think anyone's really hot on them. Probably going down. Right. Yeah, it seems very likely at this point. Southampton even more so. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, you know, we could see Fulham conceding a fair amount of goals to Southampton. They're going to be pressing, trying to make sure that they get three points. And they have to get those three points now. If they don't get those three points, they're done. Right. I mean, with... Mm. They just, after that, they have two matches left and there's no yeah. way they're going to make up that gap over the teams that are pulling away. So, you know, something interesting to look at, I guess, James Ward-Prowse will be the main option there. Um, he had a 13-pointer this week. Yeah. 13-pointer. At 5% ownership, his cost is only 6.1 million pounds. Someone to really look at for, you know, a pretty big differential option. You know he's going to be on set pieces. Um, if they have a penalty, he's going to take the penalty as well. So you know, if you're maybe say building a free hit team and you're wanting to squeeze in some other midfielders that are massive differential potential, he might really fit that bill. That rhymed, Luke. That was good, and and you made a mm-hmm. good point too. So snaps all you, around, all around check marks. I guess thank yeah. you. So another idea to float out there for people, Luke, kind of talked about this a little bit, but to really hammer it home for you, is is we have when we're looking at fixtures, we have to consider now what teams need out out of these games. So, like, Fulham and Leicester, you said it's Fulham-Leicester, right? Or is Southampton. Fulham-Southampton. Yes. Southampton have to have these points. So, they are going to be on the front foot trying to score goals like crazy. Mm -hmm. And Fulham doesn't need these points. Like, they're safe. They're not going down. At this point, I think the players are more worried about where they're going to go on holiday, right? Yeah, and, I Mm -hmm. mean, very fair. I mean, Fulham, like, they... I think they started out. They of course started out great, and they kind of plateaued, and then they went down, and now they're kind of like leveling out again. I mean, overall, great year for Fulham. Like staying up your first year in the Premier League, I say, is one of the hardest things to do. Mm -hmm. So they kind of navigated that storm, and hopefully they can get everybody healthy, ready for next year. If you think about it, they're not forced. They did not splash an insane amount of cash either, which forced if they go down will help them. I just I don't know how they're going to recover from that. 'Cause they're not backed by a Saudi group. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't see how they could financially recover from that for quite a while. But yeah. hopefully they do. I, I, I think they're a cool club. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Fulham's a club I can easily root for. Don't wanna to them. 'em don't they're not going down to it, but I really wouldn't want to see them go down next year either. And honestly, maybe a good landing spot for Captain America if they could afford to pay his wages. Yeah, possibly. I mean, with the Jedi connection there, I mean, I wouldn't be upset. No, sorry. I was thinking of Fulham. Um, no, that's fine. I said Fulham. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking Force and then Fulham, and then I got in my head about that. Um, yeah, Fulham would be a fun place for him to play. I think, you know, you see William getting older and older, mm-hmm. um, and they have, what's his name, Solomon? right but he is on loan from Shakhtar I believe yeah so I don't know if they're gonna be um following up on that buy clause or not or he'll be permanently making that move who knows but that would be a lot of fun I I think both of us are of the opinion that we'd rather see Pulisic stay in the Premier League Mm -hmm. go to a lower tier side um that he can really and that he stays in London too like like Fulham is super close to Chelsea like he could easily still live at the same place he lives at. His life isn't disrupted for as a human being. Would love to see that for him, and you know, let's see what happens. I mean, I, I think most likely you're right, Luke. He's going to go to AC Milan or a Serie A team, something like that. Let's let's hope it doesn't, but we'll see. Yes, we shall. Um, do you have any other differentials that you want to highlight for our listeners, Paul? Um, no, I think just that main point of um, considering who's playing who, how much the game matters to each team and how they're going to have to approach that game is a big thing to consider too. Yeah. That's a good point. I think I have like one more little point I want to make before I maybe wrap on the pod. Mm -hmm. So as everyone knows, I'm a big Solly Marsh fan. I, you know, I I love watching him play his creativity with the ball is amazing. He ended up getting a looked pretty damaging hamstring injury while they were playing against Everton. So, the next question is, where do you go after that? And honestly, I'm going to recommend the simple, easy thing. I think McAllister is probably the easiest move for owners. That Joe Willock shout I had earlier yeah. might be something interesting to think about. But with the doubles upcoming, I mean, they have four matches over the next two game weeks. That's mm-hmm. the most by any team. And McAllister has been an XGI merchant, right? Yep. I mean, he. Okay, well, it's not quite fair to say he scored a goal in their last match, but, you know, the ball dribbled in off of him. Hey, did it count as a goal for him? I'm backing it, up my dude McAllister here. Oh, it did. It did. You know, I guess being in the right place at the right time, that is the epitome of right place at the right time. It is. Um, to, to a T. But disregarding that, he has been in great positions. Sometimes he is dropping deeper, but we do see whenever he's getting forward kind of, you know, making those runs into the box. He he's playing extremely well. It's just a question of if he's going to convert the chances he has. Yeah, we we talk about that a lot actually. Like when we're watching games, you're like, look, it's so pissed when he's so wasteful from out of the box. Like he'll he'll get something on the top of the box, and you're like, he's going to hammer this one, and then he hammers at fifty feet. But that's my goal. thing: is he? How often has he actually converted those chances? I mean, not often, but at this point, you still have to say. I mean, he's, his ownership is 9.3%. It's probably going to be around 10 by the start of this up by game week 36. Mm-hmm. But, but, I just, I feel like he misses those chances so often. I don't believe in him actually converting them. But nevertheless, we want to get three doublers from Brighton. So I feel like he's the next best choice to yeah. replace Ollie Marsh. No, he is. And another thing too, just real quick. How much money do we think Brighton are going to get this summer if they decide to cash in on astupian Because Casado, I think they could probably get Matoma and McAllister too. They could probably make upwards of like at least
1: you're looking at least million.
0: 150 billion, 150 million, 150 million, not billion, billion. Mother of God, <laughs> wow. Luke. Yeah, that's rough. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's going to be. They're about to cash in. I do think that I feel like Estupin is probably going to stay. I think Deserby has made statements saying that he wants Matoma to stay as well. And then I imagine, I, I think Ferguson signed a new contract with them as well. I don't think he's well. going anywhere. I think he's going to stay, at least for another year. You know, the uh, the Hawks are definitely circling, and yeah, they're eyeing but, Ferguson. But nevertheless. Honestly, what a good year for Ferguson, though. Like, kind of yeah. for him to, like, work his way into the team – some goals but he also has Danny Welbeck there to learn from to kind of give him like time when he when he like obviously his body is adjusting to the intense schedule you know right right but he I mean I, I think he has all the tools to be one of the one of the best strikers in the Premier League eventually or maybe in the world oh like, for sure. I, I mean his, his, is his it... ceiling is so high and it's it's awesome to see how Brighton recruits all these young players and puts them together and then gives them a framework to really succeed and showcase their skills. Yeah. And I think a lot of that goes to their recruitment, but also deserve to be putting these young players in positions to where, you know, they get on the pitch and they have an opportunity to play at such a young age, that confidence that they build, even if they're not performing overly well saying, I know what the level is. Now I need to work on it over the summer and work to get better. And then if they're doing this at 18, 19, that's insane. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, yeah. An- another one, one other yeah, little ahead, tiny thing about Brighton. I really hope to serve stays. I think he will. I don't see him leaving. I, I hope so. I would say I give him, get- especially, especially if they get European football, I don't see him leaving if they get that. Yeah. Cause I mean the project they're building there, I mean, like we just said, they're going to sell a lot of players, but honestly, I'm not worried about Brighton finding players after that at all. Like their, their, their scouting network is phenomenal and Honestly, whenever um, I'm doing my little Premier League search, or just English, I guess, search for a team to follow for the rest of my life this summer, Brighton's going to be pretty high on the list. I, what we should do, Paul, is we should chronicle your search in a podcast. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. we um, Or we maybe a series of podcasts, too. We yeah. do something like that. We kind of break it down. And honestly, that'll be a good way um, for viewers that may not be as knowledgeable or, and obviously we have a lot to learn too about the different teams and what they stand for, the cities, the towns. And cause I mean, that's really what the, what the, what the football teams are about. It's about representing the towns and the people that live there and helping our viewers to grow with us as we grow into that. So, I mean, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. I agree as well. I think that's a great idea. Um, so hopefully we, you know, I think we can make that happen over the summer. It'll be a good too. idea for us to bridge the gap from, game week 38 all the way to game week one of the 2024 season. It's going to be terrible. Depression. Cute. (laughs) I may be drinking a lot more. Who knows? We'll see. Mind the depression gap. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us here today. I think we had a lot of fun on this podcast. Hopefully you all learned something new from it. And if nothing else, just enjoy listening to the pod, hanging out with us for a little bit. Yeah. I had a really good time, but One little side note for everybody else out there. If you have any of your chips left, make sure you use them. That's a good shout. Like I have a triple captain left, and I'm balancing what I want to do with it, which I'm not sure yet. But I just want to just remind everybody, worst-case scenario, use them. Even if it's not ideal, you have nothing to lose by using them, and you can, I'm sure, set up a better team or get more points by using all your chips. So just remember that. Okay, yeah. One more thing that I want to highlight. Yeah, go ahead. Throw (coughs) it out there, Luke. I want to highlight a cheeky captaincy that I think could do really well this week. Okay. Um, And the one that I'm thinking, after looking at the numbers and stuff, purely based upon time on the pitch, I think Callum Wilson could be a really interesting captaincy option. Say he gets 140, 145 minutes throughout the upcoming game weeks, right? If he gets those minutes, I would expect at least two goals from him. Yeah. Right With them playing Leeds, it is it is a way to lead. So it's at Ellen Road. So the atmosphere could, you know, boost leads, give them a chance at three points. I don't know yeah. if that's going to happen. It would be a miracle if they did. Yeah, they need the and three leads, points. Leads there's a no, badly. there's no doubt about that. But I and even Brighton, Brighton conceded a lot of a lot of goals this week. Their xG conceded was three point two four against Everton of all teams. So. Uh, I don't know, against, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Newcastle could score a lot of goals over this they game could. week. So look at Callum Wilson as an option um, for a captaincy. Maybe Trippier is someone to think about as well. He just Man. hasn't had the points that we would expect out of him based upon Listen, the season. Newcastle's defense as of, like, week, what was it, like, 20? I think it's, like, 31 where they played Villa. It's literally, like, that scene from... Um, the second lord of the rings movie when the bomb blows up um the wall in helms deep oh. <laughs> it, it's, they've been breached man like they i don't know how much i would trust Trippier as a captain there's no show. coming back from that i just yeah. i'm expecting them to get a lot of goals against leeds and you know he creates so many opportunities it's likely that he gets a goal contribution yeah throughout, I mean, dude, the, throughout the week they're like the riders of rohan they just hopped on their horses and they're about to storm out but let me tell you, the orcs are at the door. <laughs> they are uh, right about there. I don't know. They, You know, we're going to go with it. That sounds good. <laughs> okay, well, that's going to wrap for us on the week. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Yep. Bye, everybody.